0: Utah football is back in less than 10 days. But what will the 2022 Utah football team's record be? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. My name is JT Wistersill, and thank you for making Lockdown Youth your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. On today's show, we're going over Utah's 2022 record and how we're going to get there by predicting every single game of the season in what is shaping up to be potentially the best season in this program's history. Lofty expectations, I know, but there's definitely a chance this team can live up to it. And it all starts week one down in Gainesville, September 3rd ESPN, a primetime game. We've been talking about it ever since that final Rose Bowl game versus Ohio state is an awesome opportunity for the youth. And we're going to spend all of next week talking about every inch of this game on locked on youths, but I'm going to tell you right now, I think Utah goes down, and I think they do get the win versus Florida. When you're looking at this Utah team, I just love Cam Rising. I think he's going to ball out and have an incredible performance down in the swamp. You're going to see Utah control the trenches, and Coach Whittingham's squad is going to hand Billy Napier his first loss as the Florida Gators head coach. Going into Week 2, Utah gets their home opener, taking on Southern Utah. And this is another one. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this game. Utah is going to – Defeat Southern Utah and move to 2-0. and oh. Then things get a little interesting when San Diego State comes to town. And why do things get a little interesting? Well, of course, Utah's, one of their biggest losses of last season, at least early on, was a San Diego State game. Because it seemed like then it's a 1-2 and two Utah team. The sky is falling. There's no way you come back from 1-2. and two right? Everyone thought. But of course, that's where Cam Rising came in. And this Utah team was able to come together and have the incredible record-breaking season, unlike anything we've ever seen. And that all started with the second half performance of Cam Rising versus San Diego State. So last year, the Utes traveled out to California take on San Diego State this year, San Diego State, coming into Rice Eccles. And this is a San Diego State team that, yes, they were 12-2 and a year ago, so still a very good team. They were in the Mountain West Championship game. And they're still going to be strong defensively. They bring seven starters back. And also a Virginia Tech transfer in Braxton Burmeister. But you only get two starters back on the offensive line. Your leading rusher is gone. And also Cam Rise is going to be in an all game. I expect Utah to take care of business against San Diego State and win this game by potentially even 20 points because we've talked a lot about 17 returning starters for this Utah football team and numerous other guys on the depth chart were there for this game last year, and I'm sure it left a sore taste in their mouth. Then the youths get Pac-12 play underway Saturday, September 24th, when they take on Arizona State. And this is an Arizona State team that's in a very interesting spot. You look at it, they have 17 players that have hit the transfer portal, of course, including Jaden Daniels. Multiple accusations as well for recruiting. You have coaches who have resigned or been fired left and right. So, yes, they got Florida transfer, Emory Jones, but still got to place, replace a lot of talent, especially at the wide receiver position and – defensively you know you got a good front seven but you're shaking in the secondary there's a lot of drama things going on i think this utah team comes into this game in an extremely great and stable spot as a program and this arizona state team by the time the fourth game of their season rolls around i just don't think it's enough time for a lot of these new pieces to come together and utah's going to go in and get a handy win versus the sun devils then Looking at their next game, you got Saturday, October 1st. You're taking on Oregon State back in Rice-Eccles Stadium. And, look, this is Utah's only loss as the team we remember them as, that being Cam Rising in the starting lineup. And, really, after that third game when Utah showed the potential of the team that went play-for-play play with Ohio State, one of the best teams in the nation. So, you're looking at the Oregon State game. It was a loss a year ago in up at Oregon State, but now Oregon State has to come to Utah. And on the road last year, Oregon State was 1-5. in And, yes, Chance Nolan is back. You get three starters back up front, but you lose you're running lose some talented running backs, so you bring in some transfers. And you do have some nice, talented receiver on the outside as well, but this is still a defense that finished ninth in the Pac-12, and I don't think they're going to be much better this year, especially coming into Rice-Eccles, where I don't think those road problems are going to get any better against what I would call the best – home advantage in the Pac-12 in Utah. So I think the Utes get another huge win here, picking it up against Oregon State, allowing them to move to 5-0. Then comes the UCLA game. And the UCLA game, Saturday, October 8th is an interesting one, right? UCLA, Chip Kelly, DTR, Zach Charbonnet, pretty good trio in terms of coaching You know one of the Best coaches in the Pac 12. I would say top five. I still think Chip Kelly is a good coach. So top five coach in the Pac-12, as well as you get guys like DTR, one of the best quarterbacks in the PAC who's coming back. Charbonnet, a lot of people would say the best running back in the Pac-12, especially when you're talking about a do-it-all guy, is we know Tavion. I mean, us Utah fans know he's the best running back in the Pac-12. But when you want to include pass catching in the equation, that's where you can have a little bit more of an argument for Charbonnet. But look, even though this game is in UCLA, the youths are going to take care of business. They've had UCLA's numbers for years. They've absolutely dominated this team in the trenches. DTR has been under constant duress whenever the youths and Bruins face off. And Utah's going to be excited and hungry to get back to the Rose Bowl. And I think they steamroll over UCLA. And this is a game I think UCLA is going to come into ranked. And when it's over, they're not going to be simply because of the performance that Utah is going to have. They've had Chip Kelly's squad's number, and that's going to continue. Now, we get into october 15th the big one the right now the 14th ranked trojan This could very well be a top 10 matchup by the time it comes around. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams coming down to take on Kyle Whittingham and Cam Rising. This Look, this game is not slated to be on ESPN right now. I would be stunned if it's not. It's going to have top billing. Everyone is going to be tuning in. This is the biggest marquee game of Utah's season in terms of national audience up here. You get the reigning Pac-12 champion taking on the hot new head coach, the team that everyone is really excited about. UCLA has uh, you excuse me, USC has a lot of qualities that people are obviously really into right now. But as it pertains to this game, look, I think this USC team is the kind of team that can beat anyone in the conference and they're going to drop at least one or two games to opponents. They have no business losing to, but in this instance, coming out to Utah, I don't think this team is going to handle the altitude well, as well as a hungry Utah team that's ready to prove this is still their conference and that it runs through Utah. So I have the Utes taking care of business versus the Trojans. It's going to be really interesting to see what these two teams look like by the time they reach this game. As I mentioned both top 15 ranked teams, and USC has so much talent on its roster, but still a lot of holes defensively, especially. And Caleb Williams is the kind of quarterback who, when he's great, it's unbelievable, but there's definitely times he's going to take some risks, take some chances, especially if his team falls behind. And he's going to throw some interceptions. And I think Utah's going to capitalize that and get a huge win to move to seven and zero going into the bye week. And that bye week being that weekend of October twenty second. And I think this is a great time for Utah to have their bye week as well, right in the middle of the season. Awesome opportunity for them to rest up and get healthy. And I'm glad that. They take on USC before some people might want the two weeks to prepare for USC, but I think it's good to have a quick turnaround into it. So you can't overhype the game too much. Instead, you can just focus on it, get into it and get after it. And it's going to be an incredible game to watch and behold, but, once again, very far off, obviously, not until October 15th. So, gonna be a fun one. But I have Utah at 7 and 0 going into that game. So, still got five games of the regular season to predict as it pertains to this Utah football team in 2022. But first, wanna tell you guys about Ben Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, and of course, college football. Week 0 is here, so make sure you guys head over to BetOnline. Check out all the odds and lines on games, as well as... Odds and lines are up for the Florida-Utah game. So if you guys get that college football inkling since this week zero is here, then head on over to Online and cash in on the Utes. Having a great opportunity to go down and get a massive win down in Gainesville and get some huge respect. So don't forget to head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Bet online where the game starts. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. And the Ultimate College Football Preview is here to get you caught up on everything that's happened in the world of college football. This has been the craziest off-season ever. New coaching hires, tons of transfers, realignment news, of course. So make sure you guys head over to the Ultimate College Football Preview to get caught up on all of it. It's a seven-episode preview series with college experts, local and team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college. Football season in one spot. Search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. I recorded a Pac-12 one recently with hosts of Locked On Ducks and Locked On Trojans. So make sure you guys head over on that one and check it out. And of course, you know I was hyping up the Utes in that one. And speaking of hyping up the youths, let's keep this going by looking at how Utah's rest of their season is going to play out. So come out of the bye, get that time off. And a special Thursday game, so October 27th, which, I, once again, is a fantastic time to have a Thursday game, is coming off that bye week. So, yes, your bye week is slightly shortened in a sense, but I think this is the perfect time you would want it to happen because you still get the bye week in and above itself. And then your game prep week is technically shorter, but when it coincides with your bye week, that's absolutely perfect to me. You get the rest and can prepare for a Washington State team that's going to be coming off a quick turnaround as well. So, talking about Washington State. That game, October 27th on Thursday night. This is a Washington State team with Jake Dickert as head coach. I think he did a really good job navigating a lot of turmoil last year with a lot of controversy there that we don't need to go in, but you guys obviously know about. And you Cameron Ward coming over is going to be one of the 20 best quarterbacks in the country, in my opinion. A guy who's going to have a chance to make a name for himself in terms of the FBS level. We know what he did at the FCS level, but a great opportunity coming over with Washington state to get it done and it's going to be fun to see Utah travel up to Washington state to see if they can handle it and not surprisingly I absolutely think this Utah team can't handle it. You get when you talk about Washington state it's a team that's unknown at running back and they have questions along the offensive line and that's something that's going to be a huge issue. If you can't run the ball and keep this Utah offense off the field, it's going to be a problem because we know Utah's going to run the ball and keep your offense off the field so it's going to lead to a lot of short and quick drives in which Utah dominates the time of possession. Most teams, when they dominate the time of possessions, win games, and this Utah team is phenomenal at doing that. It's one of the reasons I have them winning so many games this season, and it's going to be no different when they go up to Washington State. Look, the defense is, is going to be tough for Washington State, but I feel like this Utah team is ready for it. And as I mentioned, just Washington State not being able to control the clock and so much pressure being on Cameron Ward, he's going to feel the need to crush the issue at times, potentially turn the ball over a little bit, and I think Utah gets a big win in Washington State with – This Washington State team being a team I think is definitely going to be bowl eligible by the season end. Then Utah gets to come back to home on Saturday, November 5th, and host Arizona. And look, Coach Jed Jed Fish is doing a phenomenal job down there. You get former Washington State quarterback Jaden DeLora coming under center, but this team is still a ways away from being able to compete with the top of the conference, which we know Utah is at, so Utah gets a nice win versus Arizona. Then, Saturday, November 12th, you get Stanford, the Cardinal, coming to town. So David Shaw, Tanner McKee, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12. This is Stanford's the kind of team they have the ability to beat or lose to anyone. But one thing we know about them is they struggled to stop the run and the pass last year. And I think that's going to be their downfall when they come to Utah is on the road in that hostile environment. If you can't stop the run, it's going to be a major issue for this team. And Stanford... Look, they got a lot of potential because of some of the talented guys they have, but when you can't stop the run versus Utah, you're in for a long night, so Utah gets another win. Now, Saturday, November 19th, this is the Oregon game, and Oregon is currently the 11th-ranked team right now. One thing I want to talk about before I go into this game is it is incredibly hard to go undefeated in a college football season. So few teams have ever done it. It's been how long since we've seen a Pac-12 team do it, but you look at some of the teams that have done it, Clemson, LSU Alabama in recent memory, some of the greatest teams of all time we've seen done that. And I'm strictly talking about going undefeated in the regular season too. It takes so much discipline, consistency, and it is just something that is so hard to do. So I look at this Oregon game on paper, and especially if I looked at it in a vacuum, and I would absolutely pick the Utah Utes. But Once again, it's just so hard to go undefeated. I think you have to look and find a loss for this Utah football team on paper. And when we're in the week of the game, I'll probably get caught up in the emotions and even pick Utah to win this game if I'm just being honest. But I just think at some point in the season, it's so hard to go undefeated. There's a reason we see so few teams do it. What it takes week in and week out that this is the game I think Utah finally loses. I think going up to Eugene, The other place that probably has the claim to the toughest place to play in the Pac-12, I love what Dan Landing, the culture he's building up for the Ducks. I think Bo Nix is an incredibly hot and cold quarterback, and I just think this November 19th night in Eugene, I think he's going to be hot and have a really good game. And because of that, I think Utah loses their first game of the season. And this is at a point where I think the Utes would be ranked the third team in the country as they would come into this game 8-0 and or excuse me, ten and zero actually. So heading to this game, ten and zero. But I think this is the one they drop. And once again, Utah can absolutely win this game. I think they'll be in this game one hundred percent. But when you have to find a loss on a schedule because just how hard it is to go undefeated, we've just talked about how much the Pac twelve beats up on each other. This is the one to me that makes the most sense. A really tough road game up in Eugene. That's why I'm picking the Utes to lose to the Ducks in this one, in what I think is going to be a fun contest, but one where Oregon gets a huge win. And this will be interesting to see if Oregon's even ranked at this point in the season. They could be very high, or they might not be. They're more than likely going to start off their season with a loss versus Georgia. Dan Lanning's former team, of course, in which he won a national championship with in 2021. But it's going to be a very fun and interesting game to see how it plays out. So, that brings us to our season final for the youth, Saturday, November twenty sixth, when Utah travels to Colorado. Very interesting as well that Utah ends their season with two straight road games, and it's going to be fun to see how they navigate that. But because they're going to drop the game in Eugene, I have them definitely taking care of business against Colorado. The, excuse me, Colorado may very well be the worst team in the Pac twelve. I really like Brendan Lewis, but outside of that, I just don't think there's a lot here or the Buffaloes. And I think Utah goes on and they're going to take this one. So where does that leave Utah? 11 and one in the regular season and going back to the Pac-12 championship. So then who do I have a meeting in that Pac-12 championship? Well, I have them meeting the Oregon Ducks in that one in what I think is going to be a much better Pac-12 championship game than we saw a year ago. And this time around looking for for two, that 2022 Pac-12 championship game, I think this is where we see the Utes get their revenge on the Ducks as it pertains to a predicting this season's loss. I have them losing that one and then getting their revenge a few weeks later and going as back-to-back Pac-12 champions. I think Oregon gets them the first time around, but coming to this one, Coach Whittingham, Ludwig, Scally, they make the necessary adjustments. The players are mad. They come in and get retooled and re-ready. And this is the kind of loss, that first loss up in Eugene that fires this team up and gets them ready for a strong postseason run, which is what I think Utah is going to go on. And I think they get this huge win versus Oregon to repeat as Pac-12 champions in what should be another fun and close game. But I think the Utes will take this one as I feel they are the best team in the conference. And with that win, that would give them a 12-1 and record and with that, look, I think you're going to the college football playoff Then You have to see what everything else that plays out in that scenario, but I do think this Utah team is strong enough, and they'll have a chance to go to the college football playoff, and that's exactly what I'm going to predict them to do. Pac-12 champions, 12-1, and and a college football playoff berth. And when we're looking ahead to the college football playoff berth, this is a Utah team I would have then taking the fourth seat. I think the top seed would be Alabama. Second would be Ohio State. And for the sake of this argument, let's just say the third team, which I think is an extremely up-in-the-air spot still, I'm going to give it to Clemson at the moment. I think DJ Uangalele, as well as Dabo Sweeney, figure things out. They come together and win the ACC. So you get four different teams from four different conferences in the college football playoff. And – When you're looking at that, as I mentioned, I think Utah will be the fourth seed because they have that one loss, especially with that loss being late in the season. Look, if you're trying to make the college football playoff, it's better to lose earlier in the season in terms of a higher ranking because it's not as fresh as in people's minds, as well as we know how much teams change from the beginning of the season to the end. So you look in, let's say Utah were to lose to Florida instead of Oregon. If I had that as my one loss, then I think a lot of the committee members would look at it and go, oh, look how much this team has changed and grown, and they haven't lost a game since September 3rd. That would lead to Utah having a higher ranking than, oh, they just lost on November 21st, which is as I mentioned, what I think is going to happen for this Utah team is it is just so challenging to go undefeated. So, looking at it then, so I have the fourth seeded Utes making the College Football Playoff the first time in Utah's history. They would be the third Pac-12 team to do it after Oregon did it in the College Football Playoffs first year. That back in the 2015 championship game they made it. So the 2014 playoff, basically, or 2015, depending on when you talk about when the games are actually played, but the discussion occurred in 2014. Then you get that Washington team from a few years ago as well. So. I the fourth-seeded Utes taking on the top-seeded Alabama Crimson Tide. And this is not a repeat of 2008. I would have Utah losing this game against Alabama. Look, they have the best quarterback in the country. They have the best pass rusher in the country. Honestly, I think that Will Anderson is the best player in the country with Bryce Young being the second or third, depending on the kind of year C.J. Stroud is going to have. But either way, two of the three best players in college football playoff on one field with the greatest college football coach of all time, in my opinion, on the opposite sideline, as fantastic as Coach Whittingham is. I think Alabama would take this game, not crazy-handedly. I don't think this is a 30-point game. I could see it getting upwards of 20, of course, but I think this would be a 10- to 15-point game. I think Utah would keep it close, especially with their ability to still run the ball. I think they would be able to set up some long drives, but just hard to stop a guy like Bryce Young because you can play phenomenal coverage, and there's no no such thing as great coverage for the perfect ball because if the perfect ball is placed – Nothing you can do about it. So I think Alabama would get the win there, but still a fantastic season for the Utes. They would finish the year 12-2 and and with their first ever college football playoff berth just a little over 10 years after even joining the Pac-12. That is an incredible program transformation, and all the credit in the world goes to Kyle Whittingham, his staff, and the amount of time, energy, and effort the players have put into this. Into the team, they're growing in new as well. And I, another guy I think deserves a ton of credit for that is Cam Rising, one of the best leaders in college football, has helped establish a standard at Utah that is Pac-12 championships now, as well as making it not just two Rose Bowls, but winning Rose Bowls. And I think after Utah goes here, their goal will then be going forward to hey, let's win college, let's win college football playoff games. I guarantee you at least a couple guys in that Utah locker room, as well as the team, have very well said. Our goal is to win a national championship because why would that not be your goal? That's the top and the pinnacle of the sport. And if you're trying to get to that level and be the best at what you can do, which is what every athlete and coach is striving to be, why would you not think, hey, get in there and then we can do it? And I'm sure there's a lot of those players looking around the locker room like we know we got the guys. They probably think they have a chance to as well. So once again, I think it would just be an incredible accomplishment for this Utah team to make the college football playoff. And that's exactly what I have them doing. So 2022 Pac-12 champs. An appearance in the 2023, based on the dates of it, college football playoff, and another phenomenal season for the Utah Utes and Kyle Whittingham. It's going to be, and once again, it all gets underway next Saturday, September 3rd, when the Utes take on the Gators down in Gainesville in, one of, in what is one of the best opening games of the college football season, what's Utah's most important and hyped opener of all time. And if you're like, I don't know if that's the case, well then make sure you tune into Monday's pod where the Salt Lake Tribune's Josh Newman joins me to break down how big a win and what it would mean for Utah if they're able to get it done down in Gainesville. We've been talking about the game forever. We only have to wait one more week till what could be the greatest season in Utah football's history gets underway. If you guys are curious about not just Utah football, but the rest of the Pac-12 as a conference. Make sure you guys check on, check out Locked On Pac-12. Spencer McLaughlin and other local experts will take you around the conference in under 30 minutes. Lots of season previews and, of course, game previews going on as next week we are gearing up for week one, the launch of the college football season. Week zero is here. We made it, everyone. Enjoy it. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for sticking with the Lockdown Utes podcast through the offseason. We officially shift to our game mode schedule. And as I mentioned, every episode is going to be dealing with the Florida game next week. Fun times are here as football is back at the college level. Make sure you guys follow the show at Locked On Utes on Twitter. I'm at JTWisterSill on Twitter. Enjoy week zero, everyone, and we will see you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Locked On Utes.